Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey y'all, my name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for Black fathers because Black fathers matter. Black fathers matter to me. Black fathers matter to my children. Black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers, um, my mentors, my friends. They matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to. They set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's the standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, There's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds, and I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. So let me tell you about Cam. Cam is a dad that is very determined to show up in his daughter's life in the best way possible. And 
if you see him, he looks like he has a plan all the time. And he's very focused. He could be a light in the room. He's um, open-minded and he's welcoming. But the love he, like, carries about his child, it, like, illuminates on him. And uh, that is special because I know when his daughter gets older, she's going to take good care of him very well. And um, he's very intentional about how he shows up in his daughter's life and how he treats the people around his daughter to be the example of everything he's pouring into her. And that is something all fathers should think about when it comes to their daughters, when it comes to their sons, is not only to teach and tell your children, but to also be the example you talk about. So I hope you guys enjoy Cam and the um, perspective of fatherhood through his eyes and his mind and his doing. Thanks for listening to Cozy Room. Hey, hey, it's Anya Dula, and I am the host of Intercultured with Anya Dula. Intercultured with Anya Dula is a podcast that focuses on motherhood, culture, birth work, and travel. And it's just a place for women to come together to discuss our philosophies on motherhood, to discuss our work and birth work, if that's what we do, but mainly to bring women of all different cultures together so that we can talk about how we mother, how we hashtag do motherhood so that we can learn from one another and learn to love each other. That's really what it's all about. I hope you'll join us. Intercultured with Anya Dula podcast is available on all the major podcast stations. I hope you'll join us. Can't wait to connect. Back to the show. Back to the show. Close the door. All right. Um, this is episode twelve. This is the Cozy Womb Podcast. Black Fathers Matter, and we have Father Cam. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm doing. <laughs> I don't have a word for it. <laughs> word for it. I have like, um, I have an icy hot patch on my shoulder. So I guess I'm feeling better. Yeah. I'm feeling better. Right. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Right. Um, I want to know about your aspect and your perspective on fatherhood. So you are okay. a father of how many children? I have one child. I have a daughter, and she's eight years old. And she's amazing because you're always like for her. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. That's my that's my bundle of joy. It's my little sunshine. <laughs> what is your current age right now? 
I'm 31. And how do you feel? I feel like I'm 25 physically, mentally. I feel like I'm about, yeah, I'm looking at 30, 35 range. Okay. That's good. That means you got some wisdom. A little bit, you know, just always trying to expand on that and become, always become a better version of yourself day in and day out. You know, I live by the concept 1% better each day. So just trying to continue that momentum forward. Perfect. Uh, I wish more people would do that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So where were you born? I was born in uh, Chicago, Illinois, mm. on uh, March the 5th, 89, in uh, the military. Child, my father was in the Army, so I lived in Texas. And between the age of zero to about five, we moved between Texas and Chicago and Mississippi mm. and Las Vegas. Oh, wow. So, but I was, uh, I was raised in Biloxi, Mississippi, though. Hey, sit. All right. Um, that gives you like a wide perspective on like life and different views and different cultures, I guess. Yes, I would say that I have you know, I have some sense of culture about myself. <laughs> so my first question for you is a fill in the blank. Being a dad okay. is everything because blank. Okay, can you repeat the question one more time? Being a dad is everything because blank. Being a dad is everything because it's this new sense of belonging, a new sense of existence to understand that you have a child to provide for, to look after, to pass on traits that can further humanity, that can further even us as uh, African-Americans or Black people and to continue to push forward and advance that. That's exciting to me, and it's a challenge that I welcome, and I enjoy it each and every day. Mm. That's good. That car alarm is very Um, (laughs) My second question for you is, what is your favorite memory of your father growing up? Hmm. My favorite memory of my father, well, my father and my mom, they divorced when I was about four, five, something around that time. So my early memories of him were very vague because I was young. And when they divorced, he moved to Vegas and we moved to Mississippi. So I saw him, um, you know, a few months out of the year. But I would say that it would be when we were in Vegas and he had a convertible and I believe I was like maybe like 12 my sister was like 9 and you know we would just ride down the strip with the top down and you know that was something that was fun to us because basically we were in Mississippi you know we're not seeing any of that I mean we were in Biloxi Biloxi was nothing compared to Vegas you know at that point in time it was small so I mean just and and, uh, going to going to the arcades and probably going to an In-N-Out burger too that's a, that's one of the best burgers I've ever had and that's only on the west coast only so 
those are my memories. Huh? Even still, that's the best burger you ever had? Yeah. Wow. Every time I go out west, I have like two double cheeseburgers in one setting. And then I have to eat it every day while I'm there. Oh, wow. Mm. That's a good memory. I had a, um, I have a memory with a convertible and it was stifling. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't catch my breath in the um, car because I was so small and it just felt like too much air right. was coming in my face. Too much wind was blowing out of your face. Oh my gosh. And my eyes were just oh, like watering. But that watering, is... Watering, right. That is very exciting for a kid to be like in a convertible for the first time. Right. Um... <laughs> What impression did your dad leave on you as a kid that shows up with you as a dad now? Um, I guess it would have to be value of saving, savings, and uh, just strategically, you know, being good with your money. Because my father, he wasn't that physical. He was there, you know, on the phone. I talked to him every day on the phone, but you know, that, that doesn't beat that in person. Um, you know, time to spend with. But, um, you know, I would say he taught me a much, I guess, on how to manage and budget and strategically move my money. That's good. That's lifelong, uh, that's a lifelong gem. <laughs> right. That's, if that's something that, that I could take, I would take that, though, because that's very useful. Mm-hmm. Being Black men eat healthy, and treat their bodies well is a joy for me personally. What makes you go hard being healthy and was it you becoming a dad or is that something you were doing before you were a father? No, I mean, that's a lifestyle to me. And, you know, it's about longevity. And I'm the type of person to understand that we're only in the human experience for so, you know, for only so long, you know? So at that point, you know, why not push your body to the limits? Why not mold it and sculpt it, you know? Why not? You have that ability to do that. It's like also self-mastery to me because it's more than just working out. It's therapy. And, uh, you know, it's just very, it's just very soothing. And, it's, and, I mean, I was doing that before Logan, but after Logan came, I really, well, I had her during college. So, you know, during college, your diet is whatever. Well, for me, it was drinking every night, eating pizzas and burgers and everything every day. But after she got a little older and I matured a little bit more, and then that's when I really started understanding that I had to feed and fuel the machine properly with the right with the right things to make sure that I was, you know, being able to develop that longevity as we continue to get older. Mm-hmm. That's good. What part of your personality do you see in your daughter? Stubbornness. That is my child. If I tell her something that she doesn't like, she won't talk to me for however long. And she'll be mad and I just have to keep talking to her. And then she'll eventually open up. I thought I could bribe her with something. And you know, but she's she's stubborn. Very head very headstrong. Little girl. That's definitely my child. 
Well, now, see, I'm confused because what are you stubborn about when you, like, work out like you do? I mean, you know certain things you know that you shouldn't. You know what you're supposed to do and you don't do them anyway. I mean, so if we want to talk about in sense of, let's say, with my daily routine, say I'm, I'm in the process of finishing up grad school and I know that I should be mapping out my work so that I can, you know, basically be able to float throughout the week and not wait to the last minute to do it. But I'm always being stubborn, not doing that and waiting to do it until the last day. And then I'm basically rushing and stressing myself to do it. I do it every time. And I know that I should do better, but I won't do it because I'm too stubborn to change that habit. See, my stubbornness is in everything. Like, I have to do it the way I need to do it for me before I do it <laughs> for anybody else. And then I knew when it came to, like, working out, I knew I was someone that I can work out by myself better because I don't like people right. telling me what to do. And Right, so you don't like being instructed. Uh-uh. Like I've done and you like, wanna go at your you wanna go at your tempo, you wanna yeah. use the weight that you're comfortable doing. Like I have a client like that and I have to <sighs> it, you, you guys you guys take some, you know, talking to. You have yeah. to consistently say it, you know, but I understand where you're coming from, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember a um spinning class in New York that my friend wanted to take and I'm just like, girl. I don't have enough booty meat for this seat. I'm not comfortable. This man is telling me to get up and bike. I don't want to. And uh, I tried a, a kickboxing class. That was exhausting. My body was broken. And I'm just like, I'm too stubborn for this. I need to come to the gym when I want to go to the gym. And I need nobody to tell me what to do. So, yeah, that's um, always a challenge for me. How important I'm sorry, about that. I just got well guarded. But yeah, I heard you with that spin class. Like I tried to do a spin class one time at LA Fitness uh-huh. and I lasted maybe like 30 minutes due to the seat itself. So I feel you with the seat. <laughs> it has <laughs> to be comfortable. Yeah, I can't do it. Right, right. And see, see my fiance went and did it one time. She lasted the whole hour straight. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. More power, more power to women. You guys are able to do that at a longer duration than most men. Like I know for myself, I can't. Sorry. Um, my next question is, how important is it to honestly father your daughter? Oh, it's very important. And, you know, I had that. I had the same conversation with some of my friends that are early fathers or that are in that process of thinking about having kids. And, you know, you have to be completely transparent with the kids, especially as black parents. They have to be able to understand at a young age what the reality of it is. So you have to be completely honest with any situation, you know, so that there's nothing. Of course, you have to word it and be able to, um, you know, give it to them and, the way of their understanding, but at the same time, make sure that they understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. What do you love most about your daughter? 
what I love most about her is it's everything. I mean, you just can't, I just can't pick one, just one thing. I mean, <laughs> from from her bubbly personality to her sternness to her goofiness to you know even her inquisitiveness. She's always curious and has questions. Um, to even her, her uh, understanding that she can like more than one thing. You know, a lot of people feel like that if they like one thing, they have to be dedicated to that one single idea. And, um, you know, I've, I've helped install in her that you can like multiple things. You don't have to just only say, well, I only like this and I can't like anything else. You know, you can like multiple activities, you know, and still be be a cool person. So, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm really I'm really enjoying the process. She's just growing up too fast on me, though, but yes, I'll get over that. You know, when, when you have the first one, you're just like, oh, okay, I can't wait till they can do this. And then I have two girls, and then you have a second one. That's you have two like, girls? Okay. It's just like, oh, my God, <laughs> you just slow down, just slow down, because you know what's coming. <laughs> And it's just like you can't. Well, how, how old is your oldest? Um, six. She's six. Okay, yeah, she's right. She's right around that age. Six and three, and I'm just like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely have to cherish it. Yeah, it's exciting to watch, but then again, it's like scary because you feel like, okay, what do I need to teach them now that they're gonna need? Right. And am I right. telling them at the right time? So, um, right. I'm I always think I like, that. battling with that. Right. My next question that. for you is when do you feel most appreciated as a father? I feel most appreciated. Uh, you know, just on simple things. She'd come give me a hug or a kiss on my cheek and just say, you know, I love you, daddy. You know, just simple stuff like that. That makes you, that makes me feel good as a father that she understands that even though her mother and I are co-parenting, that her daddy still loves her and I'm still there and I'm going to provide for her and, you know, by all means. So, just the little things. Speaking of providing, (laughs) what are four ways... (laughs) What are four ways you provide to your daughter? Um, financially, of course. Emotionally, spiritually, and physically. I mean, so even from a physical standpoint, we exercise, we work out together. You know, we would go walking, go to the park, and doing things. Of course, right. And she'll see me doing some squats or something, and she'll follow behind me and do it so I mean that's good making sure that she's active especially with them not being in school um, you know mentally I'm always challenging her to elaborate on some thoughts that she might have or something that she says you know asking more inquisitive curious questions and getting her to express herself in a, in a certain type of way and, um, and financially of course with her being with us co-parenting and her mainly staying with her mom you know I have to pay my dues and um, even outside of that, buying her clothes and things along those lines as well, just not the bare minimum of child support. You have to do more. So I understand that and I do that as well without a problem. Mm. I agree. I don't have nothing to say about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you share some advice for a new black father? Yes. Um, to move 
black upcoming fathers, I would say, you know, make sure that you're in the right headspace to understand that you have a responsibility and, you know, to raise a child now. Regardless of what you and that mother might have going on, you guys need to, at least at the bare minimum, work on being cordial for the sake of your child. So let's first and foremost get that out of the way. Secondly, understand that your whole life is going to change as well, regardless if you're a part-time parent or not. A lot of the things that you were able to do before you were a parent will be unacceptable to do at the consistent rate that you're doing it at, nor even doing it at all, period. You need to understand that when you are becoming a father, you're going to another level. So you also need to elevate your mindset and also increase your, I guess, your hustle or your grind or whatnot. You know, and what you were doing, you now have to do two times because you have a mouth to feed. And again, this is regardless if, if she's in your household or not. I mean, and then also um, understand that this is your time to pass down traditions. If you don't have any traditions, you can create your own traditions with your child. You know, I know a lot of our households are broken households. And, uh, you know, we might not have that type of traditional thing to, you know, something that you've done consistently with their parents. And this is your opportunity to create that, that they can pass down to their kids and to your grandkids and really start to establish something as well. And lastly, always love your child, regardless of how they might come out or regardless of how they might turn out, you know, that's in any type of way. Understand that all children are children of the Most High, of God, of the universe, or whatever you want to call it, whatever your belief is. And they are the way of the future. So you need to ensure that you are guiding them in a proper way and giving them the proper love that they need. And that's a long-winded answer. Sorry. That's a good answer. (laughs) That's a good answer. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. Let's imagine because she's not there yet. So, Uh if your daughter was to bring a boy to meet you that's her boyfriend, to be in her 20s, Okay. She's in her 20s. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so she's grown. What are the the top five standards do you want her to check him on before you meet? So, like, I can't bring you to my dad unless or until you do X, Y, Z. Like, what are those five things? I mean, I am one that's going to give Logan the whole playbook um, when she becomes of age to start dating or talking to little boys, you know, the teenage stage. I'm going to let her know exactly what this verbiage means. If this boy says this, this is what he's trying to say, or this is really what's going on. And, you know, and based off of me coaching her and giving her the playbook, I would trust her to understand that also my parents, and this is when my parents have come into play to make sure that I did the right thing with her growing up as well, that we still the right respect and the right attributes and, you know, the setting the standard to what you deserve if you decide to settle down with a young man at that point in your life. So at that at that point in time, you know, it's really on her. I would trust her judgment regardless of uh, really his race or anything that he might have going on. I trust her to understand her worth and the way that I treat her at this very young age, all the way until she becomes of that age to where she gets married, that this is how 
you're supposed to be taken care of, and this is how a man is supposed to respect a woman. So being that you said that, um, what to be a great dad to a daughter these days, what is it that you have to make sure you pour into your daughters so they grow up to be a focused, driven um, woman that respects herself? Like, what is it that you see young girls missing today that you would make sure you pour into your daughter so that's not the case? First and foremost, have to be loved. And for like that, a lot of women haven't been loved on enough by their fathers. And when I say loved on, I mean just generally that daddy-daughter type of love and understanding and um you know you begin there and then outside of that you just do things to show her by example like when i go out and i'm training my clients in the park or whatnot and I, it's, it's my week to have it you know i try to make sure that that she's with me so that she can watch me train them she can see my work and what exactly what i do to make uh, extra money on the side and be able to do the things we want to do and you know she told me she told me this morning, actually, she, she asked me if, I, uh, if we were going to go train somebody because she enjoyed watching me do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that lets me know she's paying attention to what work is and, you know, the type of things and the type of lifestyle that you can have if you work hard at it. And um, and lastly, with making sure that she's being courted the right way, it's just a basic example of her watching me on how I interact with my fiance regarding with how I treat her how I would stand her. So like when before this whole corona thing hit, when, I, when we had Logan, I would send them both off into the nail salon to get their nails done. You know, she'd get her toes painted, get her nails painted and get her feet rubbed and everything else to understand this is the pampering. Especially if you're doing good in school, you know, good, good things you have rewarded and this is how, you know, you should be taken care of. I like that. And I like the fact that not only are you telling her things that she should um, do to respect herself, you're showing her what happens when a woman respects herself, what man she should have in place to, you know, reciprocate that. And you treating your fiance a certain way so she can see that example is a good thing. And you treating her mother with respect also is a great thing for her to see because I think a lot of women now feel like they have to be in a relationship with the child's father no matter what no matter if the treatment is horrible no matter if they're disrespected for you know life to work and that's not the case and I'm not saying that it's going to make her feel like okay I can you know not aim to you know, possibly be married, possibly in a relationship with the child's father, but it's it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work. And uh, wow. you're, you're doing a good job at uh, being that example for her. So that's really good. Well, I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate that. That definitely took some work, you know. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely, well, it wasn't easy yeah. in the beginning, of course. But, you know, with anything, you just have to keep working at it. And understanding communication is always going to be the key. Yes. And understanding, you know, how to understand people's perspectives and giving respect 
and also requesting for respect as well. So it's a mutual understanding between both parties. You know, my daughter's mother and I, we've known each other since high school. So it's been years in the making. And in the beginning, it was tough, you know, and but the same time again it took consistent communication and understanding and levels of respect that needed to be placed there and you know it worked out for the best it makes a lot of people feel hopeful <laughs> it does take work <laughs> it does take work um but right once, once, the way. That's it. yeah once both of you get to a point where you're just like the child is the priority the child is the focus everything gets so mm-hmm. much easier so, um, Easier, right? That's uh, that's golden. My last question for you is: um, What can we all do to make you as a black father feel more appreciated? When I say that, I'm talking about friends, family, um, people you're around. Um, you know, I was thinking about that today because you know Father's Day is around the corner. Yeah. And someone, excuse me, someone on Instagram, they posted like a picture of like a Mother's Day gift and then a Father's Day gift. And I'm always seeing things like that around Father's Day to where the Mother's Day gift is always crushing the Father's Day gift. There's always something small for the dad. There's something trash. Like, I just don't understand. So listen, black folks, listen, talking to y'all because we think we make everything a joke. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But listen, all black fathers, we are not like that. We're not the same. And we know we appreciate your support and love out there. You know, I, I mean, it, 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 it would be nice. Enough with these jokes. I understand that a lot of us didn't have our fathers in our lives. That's fine. But, uh, but a lot of us coming up now, we're breaking that mold. So mm-hmm. send us love, please. And thank you. <laughs> yeah be different about it well I want to say thank you for sharing um you said a thank lot you of for having me of course you said a lot of gems and the reason why I asked you to do this is because when we were at work when you stopped the meeting and you was like can everybody tell my daughter happy birthday and everybody without question was like yes and you were (laughs) I said this man loves his kids period yeah so I was like okay I have to ask him but I appreciate it and I I thank you for just (laughs) thank you for having me thank you so much just being that new that new that like you know you had a father you know he provided you know, he was in the army and you had a mother. And even though you grew up, you know, in Mississippi and he lived elsewhere, you still grew up and you still made a choice and a decision to be a great father despite your upbringing, whether you liked it or not. And that is a conscious choice that not many men make. And I appreciate it. I'm sure your daughter will appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Um, and I just wish you the best. And have a, have a happy Thank Father's you so Day. Much. And I hope your Father's Day Thank you. is great with a great gift. That's it. <laughs>
Thank you guys for supporting Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan. Uh, when you listen, you support. And um, I just want you guys to know that I am thankful and I'm grateful. And when you listen, you support myself, you support my daughters. When you buy anything from Cozy Womb Shop, you support. And I appreciate it. You could have picked any podcast and you're here. Uh, please visit us on Cozy Womb on Facebook, Cozy Womb Pod on IG, Cozy Womb Pod on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. And um, I hope you guys have another teachable day, another produ- productive day. And um, you just keep, keep things in motion. I know things feel very weird right now with this quarantine going on, but we can do it. Peace. Bye. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.